Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Weekly Briefing with Grant May. This is your weekly stop for freedom-loving Americans who don't want to be swamped by the news cycle. Welcome back to the Weekly Briefing. We have a lot to get to today, but first, I want to hear from you. Shoot me an email at theweeklybriefingwithgrantmay at gmail.com. Email me comments, feedback, and the most important questions you want to be answered on this show. Email your questions to theweeklybriefingwithgrantmay at gmail.com. That is, theweeklybriefingwithgrantmay at gmail.com. Alrighty, this week on The Weekly Briefing, we have some big news to cover. Apparently, the left started to realize that the American people didn't take too kindly to their major cities being burned down and enveloped in chaos. We have been talking a lot about the chaos and violence that has occurred this summer during what Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin called, quote, the summer of love. Go back and check out some previous episodes on the violence and destruction by the left in America's major cities over the summer. Anyway, all that to say, the left has realized that downplaying and ignoring the violence gripping America is not a worthwhile strategy. Come to find out the American people are not blind and will discover the truth. The senseless violence and chaos has hurt Democrats in the polls, and so they have finally come to the point of needing to acknowledge this violence. This week, Democrat politicians and the mainstream media finally acknowledged the sheer chaos that has enveloped America for the past three months. Rather than call on the radicals in their base that have been causing the violence to stop, they decided to try and blame the burning, the looting, and the mobbing, and the killing on none other than President Trump. Media members and prominent left-wing politicians took up the saying, Trump's America, meaning that the violence, the chaos, and the anarchy manifesting itself in our streets are directly related to President Trump. Never mind the fact that President Trump has repeatedly pleaded with governors to allow him to send in the National Guard to protect businesses, and individuals from this chaos. Never mind the fact that time and time again governors have turned down this offer. Never mind the fact that when the National Guard has been let in, order is restored almost immediately. And never mind all these facts, Trump is the problem causing the riots. This Monday, Joe Biden flew into Pittsburgh to deliver a speech widely praised by the media. But let's be real. Regardless of whatever Biden's speech said, it was going to be lauded by the media profusely if he could manage to complete it without a major gaffe. While there were definitely some slip-ups in it, compared to other Biden speeches, the gaffes were less drastic than saying, you ain't black if you don't vote for him, or poor kids are just as smart as white kids. He made a 12-minute speech and refused to take any questions afterwards. This speech was absolutely cynical, however. In it, he condemned, quote, all violence, but refused to call out Black Lives Matter and Antifa for the violence that is a direct result of their actions. Biden was fine calling out right-wing groups and police departments by name, but would not even mention the reason our cities are burning. He, along with the media this week, pivoted wildly from, there is no violence, what are you talking about, it's the summer of love, to Trump and right-wing groups are the reason your cities have been burning these past three months. Rather than denounce the radical left for their actions and call on his supporters to act better, 
he decided to try and lend cover to their actions by playing a wild blame game in his speech. It should be shocking to everyone that Biden had the courage to do this, considering the entire reason he decided to run for president, according to him, is Trump's Charlottesville moment, which he has been universally condemned for time and time again. You will recall after a far-right neo-Nazi rally that turned violent in Charlottesville, Trump made a statement where he said he condemned the neo-Nazi alt-righters, but he also said there were very fine people on both sides. This provided cover for those neo-Nazis because he indicated that there were other people marching that day. Let me remind you, Trump said they should be totally condemned, but by saying there were other groups, he provided a shield for them to hide behind. He was widely criticized for this, and still is today. Joe Biden even referenced it in his acceptance speech at the DNC a few weeks back. This is still a constant theme regardless of how many times Trump condemns racism and white supremacy. Biden sought to manipulate Trump's words from four years ago to use against him. Yet Biden did the exact thing that has outraged many for years at this point. Biden was more than happy to condemn all violence in a general sense, but when it came to specifics, it was clear where he stood. He was cozying up with the radicals inside his party because it has been clear they hold all the power now. Despite Biden's primary win, as a perceived moderate, the radicals inside his base have taken over the microphone, and with that comes all the power. The old guard in Pelosi has been out-radicalized by the new squad, in AOC, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, and Ayanna Presley. This is where the heart and soul of the Democratic Party now lies. Former blue dog Democrats like Biden are unwilling to stand up to the radicalism in their party, and it has now consumed the party as a whole. The left coddled the radicals for a while, keeping them around and using them, but when you mess with fire, you're bound to get burned. The left thought they could use the vote of the radical Marxists in their party, but now, they are be being used by those very Marxists. Another big piece in this speech was the underlying message Biden kept implying. America is being held hostage, and the way you vote in November will decide her fate. Biden kept hammering home that this is Trump's America. The violence we were seeing was because of our president. The implication was that if Trump gets voted out, all the violence ends. Conversely, if you dare vote against Biden, this violence, this burning, and this anarchy will continue for four more years. This is the ultimatum Democrat politicians and the media have laid before you. Their hatred of President Trump has led them to blackmail the American people and hold the American dream hostage. I'm sure many of you saw images this week of some of the heartbreaking scenes from inner cities. One image keeps coming to my mind during this time of chaos. A business owned by a single mother in an inner city has touched all of our hearts. This business put up a sign by its door saying, Single mother owned, please show mercy. Out of fear of the mob burning, looting, and destroying her business, this single mom begged the mob for mercy. This shouldn't be America. We aren't ruled by mobs of passion and rage. We are a nation of rights, protected by laws, so that we don't have to throw our futures into the hands of the mercies of the mob. We have rights that our government is set up to protect. The whole reason we don't have a pure majoritarianism democracy is to protect against this tyranny. The American people should not stand for this blackmail. 
we must not allow radical leftists to hold our nation hostage for ransom. These riots are not the fault of President Trump for one simple reason. Observe the riots. Watch the videos of these anarchists burning America to the ground. Ask yourself whether a single one of these individuals will be voting for President Trump. This week in Portland, a few Trump supporters dared show their face at night in downtown Portland. One of them was shot at point-blank range, and a crowd gathered around the dead body celebrating. Videos emerged of them cheering the death of the Trump supporter they labeled a fascist. They obviously didn't understand the sick irony that came from supposed anti-fascists celebrating their killing of a political opponent. These hypocrites are content to do away with every American institution for supposed racism and bigotry. What's more bigoted than shooting a political opponent unprovoked and then gathering, celebrating, and dancing over his body? If you think our only option is to give in and lower our heads and let the mob win, I have some news for you. Giving in to a tyrannical mob only emboldens them. Appeasing a dictator only makes him more ambitious. Negotiating with a terrorist only encourages similar behavior from those terrorists. Speaking of appeasing dictators, Winston Churchill had strong words for the then Prime Minister William Lloyd Garrison after making a treaty with Hitler, granting him more land and power leading up to World War II. Churchill famously declared, you cannot reason with a tiger when your head is in its mouth. The same holds true for the radical leftist Marxist Antifa mobs ruling the streets today. Giving in, seeking reprieve from their violence by granting their wishes and voting Trump out will only embolden these thugs. When a toddler throws a temper tantrum and gets her way for her trouble, she learns that rather than being punished for bad attitudes, she will be rewarded. The same holds true for these anarchists that never truly grew up. If we relent now, if we give in, you cannot expect less violence. Rather, the mob rule playing itself out at night on the streets of Democrat-run big cities will be occurring in broad daylight across America. America has a choice this coming November. We can focus on what unites us over what divides us. We can aspire to the ideals of the American founding and seek to live up to them. We can peacefully seek to coexist with one another by tolerating differences of opinion, by respecting rights. Or we can spiral into the intersectional politics the left seeks to bring about. We can revert back to natural tribes, focusing on what superficial outward characteristics, rather than the deeper, uniting principles we share. We can destroy the individual and live in a pure majoritarianism nation where rights are no more and the only thing that matters is the collective. This election will be a referendum on what type of America we want to live in. Alrighty, we will be back here next week with the newest episodes and developments in this crazy news cycle. Thank y'all so much for tuning in this week. Be sure to share this episode with your friends and on social media. Email me any questions, comments, or feedback you have for me at theweeklybriefingwithgrantmay at gmail.com. That is theweeklybriefingwithgrantmay at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at common underscore sense underscore America underscore. Until next time, 
I'm your host, Grant May, and this has been your weekly briefing.